Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group. You can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Gentlemen, we mentioned this a little bit off the air about boomerang kids. Adult children who moved back in with their parents for whatever reason. There was a one poll survey that said 40% of parents said that they have an adult child living at home. So you said that this is becoming more common. And for somebody, Art, Luke, that you've built a retirement plan for, is it starting to disrupt that plan a little bit? It can be very disruptive if people handle it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people want to help their kids and they want to help their grandkids, which is wonderful. The only thing you have to be very careful of is when you make withdrawals out of qualified accounts. So it can be a 401k. It can be IRAs. Qualified money means every dollar withdrawn is taxable. And it counts as income and it goes on top of your other earned income for the year. So if you're still working and you make a distribution from your 401k, you have to add that as additional income on top of your other income. So it can be very, very expensive. And usually the kids have access to resources or funds. It would be better for you to have them do a mortgage and maybe help them with a deposit Mm -hmm. or even help them give a little bit of money to kind of, you know, cover the first three months or something like that, instead of putting these huge lump sums, which become taxable. And every time I see a client help someone like that, and they do a $100,000 or $200,000, they always need it later down the road. And they've put this money out like we had, I had a client as an example, want to pay off his mortgage. And we were talking with him, I tried everything I could I said, Once you use this money, we can't get it back. Not only are you going to have a distribute to pay off the house, you're going to have to pay the tax on that distribution and you're jumping brackets every time. So he kind of listened, kind of didn't. So he ended up doing it. I got him to at least stretch it over a year period so we could do it at a disbursement in December. And we did another one in January to lower the tax hit that way. But about two years later, they end up selling their house and then bought a new home and still had a mortgage. So Luke and I were just shaking our heads like we could have saved you on that one. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of it's not funny, but um what I've seen recently is parents or grandparents buying homes for the kids. Right? The market's really hot right now, things are really expensive, rates are higher. So I guess sometimes you go to mommy and daddy and get a house. Yeah. It seems it seems odd to me, but um we've seen it, you know, with some of our clients where they either buy the house or they get a home equity line of credit on their house to buy the house and it really can delay your retirement. Now, of course, you want to help the kids. You want to help the grandkids. There's always unforeseen circumstances. But when it comes to a financial plan, I agree with what Art just said. You know, maybe help them make the mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. Help, you know, pay half the mortgage for the first year or whatever it is instead of taking out a $350,000 loan or, you know, a home equity line on your house because it just it puts you further behind. Right. You, you've taken 50 years to save all this money and now you're, you know, spending chunks of it pretty fast. So you have to be very careful but I guess option two is, you know, the kids move back in, right? That's the boomerang. <laughs> so if I was in that situation, I don't know what I would do. I, I'd hope I don't have to be there with my kids. But, um, you know, moving in is cheaper than buying a house. But maybe you just want them out again. <laughs> Luke, have you had to have that tough love conversation with a client to say, like, look, I know you want to help your kids out, but this is really starting to affect you negatively? I have. And when it comes to the buying of the homes or the the HELOCs or the big purchases, right, there's really no talking them out of it. They've already made their decision. But, you know, a lot of times I'll look at someone's budget 
and I'll, I'll look at their cell phone bill and it's like $600. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a second, right? It's you, your spouse. What kind of, how many phones do you have? It's like, oh, well, all my kids are still on the cell phone plan. I'm like, well, how old are your kids? You know, I already know how old they are, but I ask them again. Oh, they're in their 30s and 40s. You make them like, realize okay. it. Yes. You're jumping a tax bracket to give, you know, another $6,000 of, you know, to AT&T. So, you know, those are a lot easier to change from a budgetary standpoint and, you know, kind of cut the kids off. But you can always put them back on the payroll. But, you know, I advise you get them off at least for a little bit or they're never getting off. 321-425-8550. And let's talk about the Wall Street for a couple of minutes because some feel like the Fed has a handle on inflation, which has Wall Street feeling pretty optimistic. But I want you to hear this clip from economist Stephanie Pomboy, who tells Fox Business that the stock market is pretty much wearing blinders right now. I think the Fed's problem is that they're looking in rear view mirror statistics like the employment numbers. But as long as the Fed has its eyes trained on the payroll number and is boxed in by, you know, eight and a half percent inflation, I think the markets are really over their skis and wildly optimistic about where we're going. So she continued to say that we could sink into a recession before things get better. So Arby Fierce and Luke McCarty, what do you tell clients? about protecting their retirement savings in this volatile market. Well, she sounds like the optimism the market has shown since the Fed spoke about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, when the Fed came out on Friday and said they were keeping a consistent, you know, hiking and they actually raised interest rates a little bit, um, the expectations, um, you can saw the market hasn't done very well since. So the market does not like that kind of speak. And as you continue to apply pressure on interest rates, it slows things down. So we have seen, you know, back in Florida here, if you put your house on the market back in May, you know, you had to have four or five offers if you listed on Friday by Sunday and you would have the house sold and half of your offers would be in cash and they all would be above list offer. You know, so just since May, we've seen that all the way through August slow way down where now you'll put your house on the market. You might get one offer, but it's below list price now. So it's gotten back to a normal cycle. That's all because interest rates, you know, interest rates went from 3% in December to where they're now five, five and a half, sometimes 6%. So mm-hmm. you basically went up a hundred percent on interest rates. So we're seeing things begin to slow in housing. We're seeing things uh, begin to slow in the economy because of fuel costs. Now the good news is this fuel is starting to come back down. So we think inflation has peaked and it's going to come off the highs. But really until the Fed backs off their interest rates, that pressure will continue to put pressure on growth for sure. Yeah. And so the new CPI report comes out next week. Um, So, you know, we were 9.1% in June on the CPI. Then we were 8.5% in July. And then August numbers come out next week. So if we're below 8.5%, you know, that's going to be good news for the market. It means the what the Fed is doing is working and they won't have to work even harder to get there. But if the inflation numbers are close to eight and a half or even higher, then we have big problems. I don't forecast that. I think I think things are coming down, mm-hmm. you know, especially from the energy front. But gosh, you know, every time I go to the store, it's not getting any cheaper. Yeah. So groceries are still high. You know, you st- I mean, just restaurants, in- anything you buy, it feels more expensive than last month, except for gas. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a weighted average on the CPI. We can all agree to disagree whether we think they're calculating it correctly. (laughs) But month over month, it's the same calculation whether we think it's wrong or not. And so, you know, if that's coming down, that's going to be good. And then, of course, you know, midterms are coming up. And historically, the market does well going into midterms. So we have several reasons why we think the market can rally from here. But there's also several reasons why it could go down further. 
321-425-8550. Hey, look, the good news is we're starting to get a little bit of relief at the pumps. The CPI is starting to come down just a little bit. But unfortunately, we're still at historic and record highs. Let's build that plan so that your finances, that your retirement plan can withstand these economic volatility in the market. 321-425-8550. Take advantage of that complimentary income plan from Art McPherson and the team at the McPherson Financial Group. Gentlemen, I want to tell you a story about Connie Gores. She made her living as a teacher in North Carolina, and she hoped to retire at the age of 65. But in her mid-50s, she met with a financial advisor, and the conversation did not go good. He looked me in the eye, and he said, Connie, uh, I don't know if you're going to make it unless you change a few things. All right, now, the good news is she was able to make some adjustments like building a Roth IRA. She made a budget and was still able to meet her goal of retiring at 65. So what is that lesson that we can learn from Connie Gore? Well, basically, you've got to make some decisions and you need to know what you have got to need for income. So your brain will start working on you and you'll keep you up at night at times if you haven't done any preparation or planning. So what will happen, you know, we turn around twice today. Luke sees it a lot with his kids and it's six months down the road. Right. So. If you get started, I don't care if it's 5% of your income, 3% of your income, 2%, you got to start putting money aside for later. If you don't, if you were to retire right now today, could you afford to live on Social Security? I would imagine your answer is no. So if you can't afford to live on Social Security today, how are you going to be able to do it later? So you're not. So you're going to have to have other resources. You're going to have to have either a retirement with a 401k that you're living off of income off of, or you're going to have to have some sort of pension. You're going to have to have something besides Social Security. So you've got to have that preparation. So typically, if you've got time on your side for every hundred dollars you put aside today it'll usually generate something like 250 to 500 dollars in income later so there's a good buy because of the magic of compounding and over time you'll get that benefit of compounding but you got to start and then not only do you get the benefit of compounding you get a benefit of an employer and typically that employer is giving you a match so they're actually putting in money for you to be a saver so everything is in your favor while you're young to save You just got to get in the process of doing it. Even if it costs you not going out three times this week, you only go out twice. Mm -hmm. It's worth it. You know, so in the long run, it'll pay off. Yeah. So for Connie, you know, if she's really just starting her savings path in her 50s, she's going to have to make more sacrifices and save even more than if she would have started in her 20s and 30s, because time in the market is more important than timing the market. What I mean by that is the longer your money is in the market, the higher chances of success you will have. And that's what Art was saying. If you just put money into it, whatever that percentage may be, and build upon that, you know, you may not be in your 50s with with no plan. You'll have something to plan on. And so, you know, we always just say, hey, just save as much as you can. We're human beings, too. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't want to sacrifice everything. You know, I made a joke earlier this week, you know, with, within the team meeting. And it was like, well, mathematically, right, you shouldn't you should save all your money. Right. But that's not that's not possible. Right. We're human. So, you know, in this situation, just save money, have a plan, ask for help, get a second opinion, you know, see if what you're doing is working. Art McPherson, you mentioned a 401ks a couple seconds ago, and Congress appears to be finishing work on new legislation that would allow 401k plan sponsors to include annuities as an investment choice. So this would allow savers an option to produce guaranteed income to offset longevity risk. Is this something you recommend? Yes. I mean, annuities are great when they're used for that because you can guarantee income. So it it acts like a pension. 
But what I have seen so far is there's an annuity option, but they're kind of making it the only option so that people have to roll all of their money there. That's never a good thing to do because a lot of times if you have to do that, then there's no other resources, you're done. Um, I'd like it to be an option, but I don't want it to be the only thing that people can do. It should be they can do that in addition to their 401k distributions and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to see that option where you know, 25, 30% could go into that annuity. And what people don't understand is the annuities built inside the 401ks currently or 403Bs, TSPs, whatever it may be, it's all or nothing. So it's taken, say, your million dollars, giving it to an insurance company, and the, you know, the insurance company will pay you a monthly you know, stipend out of it. But if you pass away, it's gone. So those are not the types of annuities that we use here at McPherson Financial Group because we don't know when you're going to die. And if you die earlier than expected, the insurance company wins. And your kids don't win. Your spouse doesn't get anything. So be very careful on those annuities with inside your 401k. They're new, but in the world of annuities, those are not the right ones. I love it. We're covering 401k plans, annuity options. I want to talk for a second about long-term care insurance because when it comes to long-term care, that cost could exceed $100,000 a month. And a lot of people think it's a huge gotcha expense, but a dozen states are now considering implementing a tax on people who don't carry long-term care insurance. So is it smart to buy a policy now to avoid paying those possible taxes later? Anytime you can do something when you're younger uh-huh. is better. Um, if you're in your 50s and you want to look at long-term care, you're probably thinking, I'm not going to need this. But in reality, if you look statistically at the data, it's about 25% of every family now is having a need for long-term care. So it is one of those things that is good to budget for. Um, because as you get to retirement age, it gets more expensive. So the earlier, the better. Yeah. And part of what you said on that, Mark, is that, you know, states are considering a tax. You know, yeah. we always think, well, gosh, why would a state tax us, you know, if we don't have long term care insurance? Because what happens at the end of your life, if you don't have enough money to pay for your care, you go on Medicaid. And now you have the government providing you care at whatever facility or whatever level of care they can afford. And let's put it that way. So you ran out of money, you get on Medicaid and you are you know, subject to whatever the government's going to pay for you. That's why some of these states are they're saying, well, if you didn't plan for it yourself and your whole plan is to spend down all your money to get on the government's plan, maybe we should tax you. Mm. So it's something to consider when we talk about long-term care insurance. You know, if you want to leave a legacy for your family, well, a long-term care event could you know, derail that legacy. So we have plans in place where, you know, there's a lot of long-term care insurance is use it or lose it. You know, we like to use the ones where if you don't use it for long-term care, there's still a death benefit. So your family still benefits from it. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at long-term care insurance. It's expensive, but not as expensive as, as long-term care. You know, Art mentioned it a couple of seconds ago that some people say, well, I'm not going to need long-term care. Or I'm just not thinking about it. Why do people overlook that? Such a what could be so costly in retirement planning. I think just because it's another thing. You know, I think as a general rule of thumb, people don't care for insurance. You know, we get insurance to death. So you've got to have insurance for your house and your mortgage. So we pay it all the time. You got to have insurance to drive. So, you know, we are paying for our cars or any other kind of thing. You got to have it, you know, for a lot of things that we have in life. So 
we feel like we're insurance poor a lot of times. But in reality, if you do the right type of program like Luke is talking about, you can take something that is a cost and turn it actually into an investment vehicle. So if you can do that at any time, uh, we love it. You know, like if I could take my auto insurance and that money I have to spend every year just to be able to protect myself to drive, mm-hmm. but I could make that an investment, you better believe I would do that. These are the conversations that you're going to have when you sit down with Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, and the team at the McPherson Financial Group. Always get more information at artofmoneyradio.com. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 74725. Today's show has been a work of art. 